Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, broadcasting coast to coast. Literally coast to coast. Not figuratively. Literally coast to coast, right? Where the crew is in Southern California and your boy is in uh, Freiburg, Maine. Right? That is, that is a coast to coast show if I've ever heard of one. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you enjoyed the hoops last night. Get ready for the hoops tonight. Although, as you just heard from our good friend Dan Beyer, there will be no, no Giannis Antetokounmpo in uniform for the Bucs. Uh, quick side note, how bad 
as good as the Bucks were when they won in Atlanta in Game Three, how bad were the blue Bucks uniforms? I don't, I don't get it. That one, I, I just, I don't get. I don't understand. I have no idea. None. Byer, can you explain that? You are a uniform. <laughs> what is that? Not a uniform snob. You're, I mean, you, you aficionado. Focus. Would you like that yes, one? There you go. I like that. Yes. I like that. Well, you what know, was, the NBA has done away with their road and home uniforms. So, like, each team has four or five sets of uniforms. I don't like the blues either. Uh, it is the uh, least amount used uh, color in their logo, but there is, if you notice on the state of Wisconsin logo that they have, they actually put a blue border on the edges signifying uh, the. Uh, bodies of water that surround it whether it be lake michigan lake superior to the north or even the mississippi river to the uh west but that is why wow. blue is incorporated into their logos i and, mean, i did I, yeah. I did i did not know that weird wacky and wild <laughs> stuff know. I know. why they needed a full uniform of it i have no idea they actually have had cooler i think like their cream city ones and their cream colored those ones. are cool yeah, yeah i like those i am i am with you i am not a fan of these blue uh the blue ones but they played Why the not best the old so school far. Milwaukee Bucks ones, the green ones? Those were yeah, like with like the, the eighteen different shades of green. It seemed yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. scream Paul Pressy and Sidney Moncrief yeah, and Terry yeah. Cummings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Discover match all the cash back here in your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because accept it ninety nine percent of the places in the U S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes two thousand twenty one Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I say the Suns same about the Suns uniforms, like they kind of. Those black ones they wore last night that say the Valley are kind of a spinoff of the Charles Barkley black uniforms or whatever. I just, it's a bit too much. And you're the Suns, have the name the Suns when you clinch the Western Conference for the first time in like 30 years. This is Chris Paul after the game. Times I usually say something back, but I didn't change a little, <laughs> a little, a little. Um, and I just kept thinking, you know what I mean? If, if we do what we're supposed to do, I'll get the last laugh. Uh, he did what he was supposed to do. He took over the game offensively in the second half. He ends up with 41, eight assists, four rebounds, no turnovers, seven of eight from three. And, and what we have to remember about Chris Paul is he is the last of the, of the true point guards, it feels like, right? Mike Conley's in that discussion Ricky Rubio has been in that discussion. But for the most part, this is where the position has, has gone to, where you have converted guys that can pass but are really scorers. I mean, that's really what Trey Young is. It's really what, I mean, Russell Westbrook is not even close to a point guard. James Harden is a very good passer, but he's a scorer who can really pass. Kyrie is a scorer who can really pass when he wants to, but rarely wants to. Right? So you, that, that's what the position has become. He's the last of the true point guards. But you have to, it's, it's, like, it's like the great pitchers, right? You, you got to have a slider. You got to be able to paint the corners. You got to be able to change speeds. But you know what you need? You still need a fastball. And Chris Paul hit him with the fastball last night. Oldest player to score 40-plus in a closeout game. Remember, two seasons ago, the Suns went, uh, won 19 games. Worst record in the West. And, of course, last year, uh, they were the last team in the bubble, then a team that went undefeated in the bubble and just missed, just missed the playoffs. And now they're representing the Western Conference. And it's, it's weird how we, how we view things, right? Like it, 
that became about Chris Paul. Right? The, the game it, last night's game was about Chris Paul. But two of the four games, he didn't even dress. Didn't dress. And they were two and two with him. That doesn't mean they're better without him than they are with him. But I, I get how the story is told when you play great in the last game and your team wins the last game is sometimes very different than how the series actually went down, right? That's, it's, a, it's a key point. But I, I do think that there is still a place for the true point guard. There, there is. It's, it's a lot like football, right? There's still a place for the great running game. There's still a place for play action. There's still a place in Major League Baseball for a pitcher that doesn't throw 97 plus instead locates, makes, him, makes guys hit ground balls, you know, finds a, finds a way to get out. It's like, do I think you can win a Super Bowl with Derrick Henry? Maybe not, but there's still very much a place for that type of dominance because it does shorten the game and does give you the potential of body blow, body blow, blow. It's, it's like boxing. You know, we're so caught up in the knockout that we don't we we don't get caught up in all the body blows, all the body shots, which can bring somebody to their knees. The, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. And when you have a point guard that makes everybody better, he keeps everybody happy throughout the se- season. It allows you to have great success. Now he has to uh, sometimes take matters into his own hands. And that's what Chris Paul did last night. Do I think they're the best team in the West? No. I thought they would have lost to the Lakers. As dysfunctional as the Lakers appeared to have been, if they were healthy, it was a bad matchup for the Suns and a good matchup for the Lakers. Do I think they beat the Nuggets if Jamal Murray plays? I don't know. But I definitely think it's a challenging series. Do I think they beat the Clippers if they have Kawhi Leonard? No. I don't. Think of the Clippers are better. And then you add in that they lost Ibaka and they lost uh, Zubach and the Clippers were shorthanded and you're welcome for the pick last night. I did not pick. Uh, did I, pick I did pick the Suns to win and the Suns to win big. That one was easy. The only one to pick the Suns to win. I was the only one to pick the Suns to win. I'm not going to gloat about it. Okay, maybe a little bit. But <laughs> I, I didn't. Okay, maybe I sent you guys a text early in the morning. Ha, 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 dumbasses. But listen, that was just... I just hadn't slept that much, and you guys were on the West Coast. I thought you were awake. So that's really what it comes down to. The, the dying breed of the true point guard still very much has a place. Very much has a place. Because the fundamentals are still the fundamentals. The importance of getting other people involved, of playing, and he's a two-way player as well, right? Two-way player as well. We get very caught up in the offense, and there's still the defense. And, look, I, do I think that Patrick Beverly took it a bit too far? Of course. But that's the stuff that happens when you can't beat a team, and you're frustrated, and they're talking to you. The Lakers did the exact same thing, right? You can't beat a team, you try and fight a team. That happens. That's, that's basketball. That's sport. That's, that is exactly what I expected to see happen. So I, I think that it was a special night. We have, to have, we have to have the honest conversation of just like the Warriors would have beaten the Raptors had they been healthy. 
I think the Clippers would have beaten the, the, the Suns had they had Kawhi Leonard. They didn't, and the Suns go to the finals. And uh, y- yesterday, I think, Gavin, didn't you say that, that Ty Lue is the best coach going? Uh, I, uh, I did say that he was a better coach than Monty Williams. Yeah. You, you're still good? <laughs> it's amazing the, the second you make those claims. And Look, I still think he's a great coach. I think they're very different coaches. But um, yes. And by the way, Monty Williams, the uh, what do they call it, the ATO? Um, he might be After the best. After timeout? Yeah, he might be the best at doing that in the league. He's amazing. Oh, he's very good. He's very good. There's a lot of guys that take uh, pride in that. I mean, that's it's a fun thing for co- it's when you get to actually draw stuff up and find a mismatch and run something quickly. And, and usually, it's something you've run in practice as well. You practice all season long. My my problem with a lot of these coaches is like, what was the point of having practice if you're not going to run those plays you practiced and run them in games? And he does. He does an outstanding job. Yeah, Ty Lue is a guy who who will tinker with lineups and find mismatches and exploit them. And he adjusts as the series goes on. But, but he, was, he was left with basically uh, one or two tricks, right? Marcus Morris at the five or occasionally come in with DeMarcus Cousins to score with. Other than that, he didn't have many other options. He just didn't. And so the Clippers feel better about how they lead the playoffs this year, but they still lead the playoffs uh, before achieving what would be their ultimate goal. An amazing night for Chris Paul. It's one thing to go to the finals. It's another thing to do so in the fashion that he did. 41 taking over in the second half. Taking over. Here's a little more from Chris Paul. People talk junk to me. A lot of times I usually say something back, but I didn't change a little. <laughs> a little. A little. Um, and I just kept thinking, you know what I mean? If, if we do what we're supposed to do, I'll get the last laugh. Uh, Reggie Jackson had some interesting remarks about this team and what it meant to him as the Clippers. And my 10th uh, year is my best year. It's been the most challenging year, the most fun year. Ups and downs, guys being injured. Um, still finding my way in this locker room. First thing I told this guys is thank you for saving me. I appreciate every guy in that locker room. I appreciate Paul for getting on that phone last year. Uh, at the end of the season when he was talking to a buyer with Detroit, I'm thankful for everything I've experienced being here. Uh, this city making me feel home. This organization welcoming me, my uh, my quirks. I'm not here today without this team. I'm not still playing without this team. So, yeah, I, th- I thank them. They'll forever be in my heart. This will forever be a special year. Yeah, I ride with those guys. They became family. And uh, it's been a great band of brotherhood that we built here. Uh, he led the postseason and three-pointers he obviously Reggie was a guy who was a bench player in Oklahoma City tried to be a star wanted to be a star in Detroit didn't ever achieve what I think he thought he could achieve and struggled to find a role last year with the Clippers and this year obviously because Rondo didn't have it Patrick Beverly got exposed he got a chance to run the team and be a go-to guy and his role became bigger when Kawhi got hurt you know and interesting on how a team can lose in back-to-back years and there'd be very, very different feelings even though they were probably more successful in many ways last year. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? 
No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. 
style. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Brandon Whedon's our guest, of course, uh, starting quarterback with the uh, Browns, with the Cowboys, and with the Texans. Um, it, it, how, how would you have done it? If you, when you were at Oklahoma State, and it's your senior season, and it's your senior season, and remember, Dez got in trouble because uh, he lied about, about having dinner with Deion Sanders at Deion's house in regards to Deion's agent, right? So crazy times now you can have an agent on campus. Uh, what would your level of investment be in making some money if you go back to your college days? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, obviously it's there for the taking. You're going to take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, I'm all for players going out and, you know, earning money and because, and you know, in college, obviously, you don't have, you can't go get a job, obviously. So uh, in order to, you know, make some money, I think, you know, it's a good opportunity for, for a lot of these guys. But on the flip side, I also think it's going to open up the can of worms that, you know, it's there's going to be some, some issues that kind of arise from it. And I just think, you know, um, I think the rich are going to get richer. You know, these blue blood uh, schools are just going to continue to, uh, to feast on this and, use it to their advantage. And, you know, I, like I said, the Alabamas and the Floridas and the Georgias of the world, are, they're just going to continue to keep getting better. But, um, you know, as a player, I mean, I, mean, I would have done everything in my power to, to capitalize on it. And, you know, whether that be uh, whatever, signing autographs, you know, my free time or, you know, however much free time you really got. You know, during the season it's a little tougher, but, uh, you know, during the summer, during the spring, I think there's a lot of time there to go out and, and really capitalize and, and make uh, – some pretty nice money, especially being a starting quarterback at a at a you know a top you know twenty five school in the country. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's let's get to the NFL. Uh, what do you think? Let's Cowboys offense. Um, on, on paper, you're like running back, wide receivers. Feels like they're trying to figure out tight end, right? And they had some injuries. You know, Blake got hurt last year. Obviously, um, they had some injuries in the offensive line. Dak got hurt. But even when they had Dak, they weren't scoring early. They haven't beaten a good team in two years. So what are your thoughts? Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, all of that offensive weaponry, what's their offense look like? Well, on paper, it looks good. I mean, I think if Dak continues to grow, obviously, like you said, you know, their record against these winning teams haven't been great over the last couple of years. But, you know, in my opinion, you know, they're, they got to be, even though they have great weapons of wide receiver uh, in my opinion, the most valuable guy on that team was Ezekiel Elliott, and that just you know that takes pressure off pretty much everybody. But you know, I, I, I think Kellen Moore, Moore is a really bright young mind in the NFL. I was around him; uh, we were in the same draft class, but I was around him when we were in Dallas together. So you know, I, he's still learning as well. You know, he's only been calling plays for a couple of years, so he's still trying to trying to get a grip on it. But man, I, I don't think the offense is going to be the problem. I, I think the defense is going to continue to be the issue, and uh, you know, their secondary's got to. Got to get better. I mean, that's just all there is to it. They got to play better at linebacker. Um, you know, they got to get, got to get some heat on the passer. I, I just until that defense improves, it's going to be. Uh, I don't care really how good that offense is. It's going to be tough sledding. You know, to win, uh, to win enough games to get where they want to go. 
Brandon Whedon, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I've, I've never asked you this question. Kirk Cousins, he, he seems to be a polarizing guy. There was the per, Kirk Cousins can't win big games, can't win the playoffs. Can't. Then two years ago, he does, goes and does it in New Orleans. Last year, there was regression, but most of that was on the defensive side of the ball. Where are you, where are you on Kirk Cousins as the Vikings are still kind of financially all in on him? You know, I think Kirk's a good player. You know, I mean, yeah, I think his big issues. You know, I'll have a game or two here where he just kind of, kind of lays an egg, but that's going to happen. I mean, you know, he's he's not in the echelon of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and you know the Russell Wilsons, but you know, I still think he's a very serviceable quarterback that if he's got good players around him, can go out and win games. You know, he's he's a gritty dude. He's got a lot of moxie. Um, you know, we're, again, we we're the same draft class, so I got to know him a little bit going through that process. Uh, but he was. You know, he's he's a uh, he's a guy that's got a lot of confidence. He's um, yeah, like I said, a lot of moxie, a lot of a lot of confidence, and he's he, I think he's I think he's a really good player, and uh, I, I think that that team's got a chance to be really good. I mean, with uh, you know the receiving core they got, um, and then I, I I expect their defense to be better. I, I think uh, Mike Zimmer's a really good football coach, and I think they um, yeah I think they got a chance to, in my opinion, play a little bit probably better than they did last year. Obviously, you're a first-round draft pick of the Browns. Played for the Browns, started for the Browns. We're watching Baker Mayfield, former number one overall pick. Did lead him to the playoffs this year. And there's talk of a contract extension, although we don't know about dollar figures. What are your thoughts on Baker? Like, where does he really stand in terms of the Pantheon of quarterbacks? Based upon his play, nothing else. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, it's kind of kind of like the conversation we had about Dak. I think Dak's a really good, pro, uh, good quarterback, I think. Uh, you know, Baker's a good player, um, but he's next in line. So he's going to get the whatever that number is. You know, wherever the dominoes fall, that number is you know where it's forty million, forty-two million, wherever it's going to be. I mean, there's a pretty good chance that's that's what he's going. You know, after you know, after you figure out the number, in my opinion, it comes down to years. You know, and how you structure the contract. But man, if I'm him, I wouldn't be in a hurry. Uh, with that team they have, he can go out and win eleven, twelve games, and uh, take the Browns. You know, relatively deep in the playoffs. I mean. In my opinion, he's gonna make he's gonna make as much as he wants to make. So um, I, I haven't seen a whole lot, and I haven't heard a whole lot, but I can't can't assume he's in a in a real big hurry because um, man, I'd kill to have that that offense, defense, and, and complete team. I mean, that was uh, you know he's got a chance to to do something Cleveland hadn't done in a long time. So uh, I'm pulling for it, man. I hope he can get it done. I think he's a good player. He's got kind of like Kirk. He's got a lot of moxie. Uber competitive guy, uh, big arm, talented dude. I mean, he's he's, he's super talented. Um, with that running back core and that that complete team, man, I I really think they got a chance to, to make some noise. And if they do, uh, he'll uh, he'll get the bag, as they say. He'll he'll get as much as he wants. Yeah, I I think he will. I I just it's like who's going to be that guy who's who's seeking the forty million dollars? And somebody says like, yeah, you're really like high twenties. And they and they walk, and they walk. Yeah. I know you can franchise tag them, but at some point somebody's going to walk, and it would be interesting to see what the open market would look like. Yeah, I could see, I could see a little Kirk Cousins type scenario too. I mean, you know, the, the deal with you know it's like it's like Kansas City before Mahomes uh, signed the contract. He did. I mean, you you got to capitalize then when the quarter when the quarterback's not under contract, and that's what Cleveland's been doing. And um, you know, if they can do it financially, yeah, they may they may franchise them a couple times, and place to transition guy, whatever they want to do. I, I think that's a that's a real possibility. Um, but uh, if I were a bet man, I think he, uh, you know, if he goes out and plays well, I I think he'll I think he'll get 
paid plenty to uh, to stay there in Cleveland. Uh, what did you think watching Chris Paul last night? Man, I was I was stuck in Chicago. Our flight got canceled, so I was in the room with the kids. So it was eight o'clock, and we turned the TV off about eight forty-five, nine o'clock, so the kids could sleep, and uh, we had to get up early. So I didn't get to see a whole lot. I, I saw some of the highlights. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Chris Paul. Obviously, he spent a lot of time here in Oklahoma City, so uh, I know what he's all about, and I'm pulling for him, man. I'd, I'd like to see him go get one. He's, uh, you know, he's just he seems like a pro, and uh, he's he's a hell of a player. You know what I said? I said he's um, there's still it's it's a little bit like Tom Brady, you know, where there's still room for the traditional quarterback. There's still room for the traditional point guard. Now, like, look, last night he took over and he scored 41 points. But, right. you know, throughout the season, he's still 16, 18, 10 assist guy create for himself and others plays both ways. Like I, I get that the new age lead guard is a. 30 a night guy and Trey Young dominate the basketball sort of thing that's not who he is and I, I also think that, that it's like football, everybody wants the running quarterback there's still room for the traditional quarterback. Yeah, I agree I agree, you know, Trey Young, Steph Curry's of the world I mean, they, you know, they're kind of the, the new age NBA, just you know, fill it up from everywhere and, you know, Chris Paul is kind of that, yeah, like you said, kind of that old school facilitate, lead obviously, you know, his, his uh IQ on the court is probably unmatched in the NBA these days, but he's, uh, yeah, I mean, when he needs to take over, he's shown that in the playoffs, he can take over, but when he needs to facilitate and get everybody else involved, he's got he's got another young stud with him, Booker. I mean, just get him going, and, I mean, he's, you know, Chris Paul's going to do what it takes to win, you can tell, and you can tell all those other guys on that team are, are kind of jumping on and, and hoping he gets, uh, gets where they want to go. Be great stuff, man. Talk to you soon, okay? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from Freiburg, Maine. That's right. Summer camping. It was hot and steamy up here in the Northeast. Just beautiful, beautiful area. Where uh, getting a chance to coach a little hoop. Slept in a single bed. Like, you know, you have doubles. Like, you, you take for granted. When, when you were a kid, uh, Byer, when you were a kid, what, what, was your, what was your bed like at home? Twin, uh, just a single twin bed with NFL sheets. Ah, single twin bed with NFL sheets. Yeah. Uh, poster on your wall? I had a bunch. Of, I had a full wall with the old Sports Illustrated posters. There was uh, an Akeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas uh, had Chuck Purse had a Chuck Person poster, and yeah. then on the other wall, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. That was on the. Okay, yeah. I had uh, I had the Michael Jordan wings poster, right? I had a Larry Bird poster where it's uh, Larry Bird diving for a basketball. It said, uh, it makes me sick when I see a guy just watch it go out of bounds. That was money. I had the Michael Jordan best on earth, best on Mars with okay. Mars Blackman. Right? Sure. Uh, those are the posters. I had a John Stockton poster on my wall. Um, I, I had a, a, to go down memory lane, I also had a Portland Trailblazers. It was a Nike one. And this is great. It was black and white, Doug, and it had Terry Porter with the basketball, and behind him were Jerome Kersey and Buck Williams because they were Nike guys. And all it said was, uh-oh, on the bottom. Like, about to start a fast break. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. We're in a um, – so, so I slept in a – you mentioned a twin. Have you ever slept in a single bed? 
Um, yes, yes. Actually, now that I say that, I think I had, yeah, I had a single bed. It wasn't a, it wasn't a. No a way, no yeah. way. No, no nobody just, in America has a single bed unless they're camping out or unless you go to your. No, bed. well, like, I mean, growing up as a kid when you're, you know, just in my, just the one person single a, bed. I bet it was a twin. I, I bet it was a twin. Uh, Ramos, do you, do you have, a, do you have a twin or do you have a single growing up? Uh, it was probably the, the twin. It was just the for full. one it person. Full? Full is like two no, full, people. Full is like yeah. okay. There, you, you then it was probably usually the twin. you go. I don't think you can buy a single for like a house, right? Like there's a twin, a full, a queen, a king, a California king, right? Gavin, did you you had a you had a twin? Yeah, I had younger. a twin when I was really young. I think under eight, we were in bunk beds. Um, yes, yeah, so but those are still twin bunk beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't top get, or like, bottom. Uh, I was top. Didn't know the prison rules back then. Oh. <laughs> I was the younger one, so I guess that's why I had the top. <laughs> uh, you want to fill us in on the, twi- the, the, the the Never mind. <laughs> we want to keep our FCC license. Um, okay. Uh, I had, I had. It wasn't. A, it was one of those beds when I was a kid that had the drawers underneath them, and um, I remember, and it was a twin. And so last night I slept on a single bed. That thing was tight. That was, that was, that was tight sleeping. But we're like out here in the woods alone in an empty cabin was, uh, I, I was sleeping pretty good. It was like so quiet. It was eerie. Discover matches the cash back you earn in your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. So, uh, name, image, and likeness went live today. Athletes can profit off their name, image, and likeness. And basically this becomes, there is some, you know, ability for, there's like, there's a gymnast at LSU who, I don't know in gymnast, gymnastics if anybody's ever heard of her or if she's, she's not, she was big time, she'd be, trial, she'd be Olympic, Olympian, but she's a very uh, attractive young woman. And if you follow her on Instagram where she's super popular, there's like, one picture of her in a gymnastics uniform. The rest is in a bikini or in, yeah, but she's not, it's, it's nothing inappropriate in any way, but it's definitely, she's basically an Instagram model, right? And she's going to profit off it. There's uh, sisters that play for Fresno State and they got a deal already. I don't even, I don't even know if Fresno State had a basketball program, right? Let alone two uh, young women. So it's, it's not based the values are based upon followers, which, I, as, as most of you know, most of you know, my belief has been for a long time that all of these name, image, and likeness benefits you get as soon as you're done playing. That there are so many other things that go into it. Now, I will also grant you I played during a different time where it wasn't as easy as a cameo, Right. If you know what Cameo is, you can do it on your phone. You can get some. I, I have Cameo, right, where I can send you a message for, I think I do like 75 bucks or something. I give it to charity. Um, so you can do a Cameo and, and get paid. But this is, this is pay for play. I mean, that, that's what it is. Because the name, image, and likeness thing, there are very few brands that will buy into a player before they've accomplished anything. And once somebody accomplishes something in sports, they go professional. That's the way it works. Um, like, look, 
Spencer Rattler, who's quarterback for Oklahoma, has a lot of followers on social media, $125 on Cameo. Now, you might think, well, that's not very much money. But if you're Spencer Rattler and you put out there like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving Oklahoma unless I get $100,000, right? I mean, think about it. You just need 1,000 people to sign up for Cameo at 125 a pop. And granted, you don't clear all that money. at Cameo gets some of the money, but you're almost all the way to your goal. Right? You're, if you're a high school athlete, you're thinking about signing. I'm not signing anywhere unless I can make a, hundred, a, a million dollars. Do I think that'll happen? No, but 100 people at $10 a pop. 10,000 people. At ten dollars, a hundred thousand people. Uh, Tennessee has Neyland Stadium. Ten thousand people, ten dollars a pop. That's a million dollars. So, I mean, it's a whole new world now. University of Illinois' new name, image, likeness policy requires that athletes show any contract to the school valued at more than five hundred dollars prior to signing the deal. You can't do adult entertainment, sports betting, gambling, cannabis, vape products, or alcohol. These are reasonable things. Reasonable things, which, of course, I'm sure somebody will sue in court. They'll be like, no, nope. once it's open, it's open. Um, but we're in this whole new era and we've gone headlong into it. I saw Clay Travis with a laughably bad tweet. Laughably bad tweet. No, it was not about the election being stolen. Um, it was in regards to basically the NCA, all the NCA has done for its existence has been to keep money from athletes. Why do they exist now? Like that, that's the levels of inaccuracy, the levels of, of fabrication to that tweet cannot be matched in any other tweet I've seen in regards to it. The NCAA is made up of member institutions and this is just one of their rules. It wasn't the basis of the NCA. The NCA is again, it's like Congress, for college athletics and they put on all the events and they set and they vote and they set the rules to make the rule book and they help manage all of those things. And this is just a portion of managing it all. But we are in this brave new world. And I think the interesting part is going to be what are the actual dollar figures and when it settles down, Do I, like, you know, players are going to make some money here in the coming days, but at some point in time, businesses go like, well, what am I really getting in return? And then the question becomes, why would you give to a school if some of those donations are no longer tax-free when you get to give directly to the athletes? How does that hurt the school's bottom line? And that may not bother you, right? but it's going to affect school's ability to maintain all of the different athletics, uh, athletic teams. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, obviously, like... I, I still believe I'm on the right side of history. I still believe that the deal was a great deal. I, don't, I, I think that colleges now, frankly, can get out of play, paying cost of attendance and any other thing that they, they deem not necessary. Because now it's like, hey, if you think we're coming up short, like you can go and we can use your name, image, and likeness. Go for it. You know? Um, and I'm, I'm fascinated. I saw Joe Burrow tweeted out, well, this is great for the non-scholarship athlete. Who is going to pay money to a non-scholarship athlete for name, image, and likeness? 
what Olympic sports, softball players, gymnasts that are just great at their sports, track stars, soccer stars, are going to be able to make any money off? Like, I just, I don't think people see it realistically. The rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. That's the way capitalism works. If you really want to know how capitalism works, go to Russia. Go to Russia. You know, what, what happened in Russia when they went capitalism, right, is everyone had these dachas. Do you know what a dacha is? A dacha is a, uh, it's like a summer home. But it sounds, it sounds a lot greater than it actually was. The government would give you a, a very small piece of property somewhere outside of the city in which you lived. And you could grow crops there. You could spend time there. You could grow wine there in some places, like lots of potatoes, and make a little bit of a home. And it was like your summer home. People had their, their apartment, and they had their summer home. And what happened was, when they went, when perestroika happened, and they went to a pure capitalist society, the mafia guys and the government guys had all of the money. And so what did they do? They offered people with these little tiny condo apartments. They bought them all up. And they made mega apartments out of them. Now, in the short term, those people got money. In the long term, well, they had to spend the money to get another apartment to live in, which became exponentially more expensive. They did the same thing with the Dodges, creating these beautiful summer homes for all of the rich. I lived in Russia. Granted, it was 20 years ago. The rich were rich. The poor were a, a level of poverty you, have, you cannot conceptualize. Conce not, cannot conceptualize. And I'm not saying it's that level of poverty in college athletics, but it, it, there's a parallel there. Small sports aren't going to get any. They're not going to get, except for the very, very successful ones, very well supported. Like those, They're not going to get anything. There'll be claims of, of Title IX and not equal opportunity under the law. But more than anything, I don't know how you keep the lights on with some of those sports because there will be fewer donations. Because like if I'm a business, why would I donate $100,000 to a university or a million dollars university when I can just buy the running back for 10 or 20? Why would I? And so that money that was filtered throughout the athletic department to fund you know, track and field Something's got to go. But it is, we are in a brave new world, and it is fascinating to see what is, what is actually next. Uh, what is actually next? And the, the funny part is, you get, the, you get the ubiquitous tweet, which is, what athlete would have made the most in the past off name, image, and likeness? Byer, who do you think that would be? If you, if, to answer that question, would that be Tim Tebow? Say that again, Doug. I'm sorry. What athlete would make the most, what past athlete would make the most off name, image, and likeness? Oh, uh, Bo Jackson, something okay. like that, Brian Bosworth. <laughs> okay. My argument would be that Bo Jackson, Brian Bosworth, Tim Tebow, everything that they have done, like Brian Bosworth is still a name. He still, he does that Dr. Pepper ad. Why does he do that? Dr. Is it because of his time in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks? No. no. It's because the legendary status and image he created while playing at the University of Oklahoma. And oh yeah, by the way, I can't remember they kicked him off or he quit the team before they actually played for a national championship. Right? Bo Jackson, he obviously had some exploits in the pros that were amazing, but it's not like he was the best running back in football. 
Bo Jackson, part of it was he's a two-sport star. But part of it was he won the Heisman Trophy at, at Auburn. You can never take that away from him. Tim Tebow, like, why does Tim Tebow keep getting opportunities? Because of what he did at Florida. Why does he have this following? Because of what he did at Florida. So my argument would be that, that athletes have benefited exponentially from name, image, and likeness, just not during their time during college. But these are the rules, and now we adjust. And I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens when these guys get a letter from the IRS saying like, hey, um, you know how it works when you get paid this money, you actually give us some. People are like, what? Yeah. And the agents that are allowed to set up these deals, you know what an agent fee, fee on endorsements is? It's 20%. It could be 4% on your pro contract, 20% on endorsements. Oops. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Jody Eller joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, works for Fox Sports 910 in the Valley. Jody, is it, is it fair to say last night, in some people's minds, was the biggest game in Chris Paul's life? Oh, no doubt about it. I, I, I think it changes everything. And, and real quick on the Bryson DeChambeau, I think Pat Bev's got some free time. He and Bryson seem like they'd be a great pair uh, out on the golf course. They have similar personalities. But yeah, Chris Paul... Listen, if, if Chris Paul loses that game, everything he's accomplished in his career is viewed through a filter of his postseason failures. Now, nothing has changed other than that game in the NBA Finals appearance, and the filter's just been replaced. Instead of negatively looking back at his career, everything is positive, and everything was part of this journey and part of this moment. So, I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration, Doug. I mean, obviously, if the Suns lose last night, there's Game 7. I don't know anyone in Phoenix that was comfortable with that idea of a Game 7. But had Chris Paul led this team this far and then lost at the doorstep of the finals again, I think you're talking about lifelong regret for Chris Paul. I mean, literally living the rest of his days with regrets about his career that's as celebrated and as accomplished as almost anybody in his in his generation. But it would have been viewed negatively. And now... Um, you know, whether they win the championship or not, I feel like Chris Paul can, can rest easy, and that's, that's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, it is interesting on some of the other pieces that get overlooked because Chris Paul hadn't been there, and, it beca- and he had such an incredible night. Like, the truth is, 
they won two games without Chris Paul even putting on a uniform. So it was about the entire team. What, what's the, when Monty took over, what's the biggest thing that changed? The culture. I don't think there's any doubt that that is the number one reason this team is where it's at, and, and that includes Chris Paul's acquisition. You know, 8-0 and in the bubble last year seemed kind of cute. You know, no one really knew how much to take it seriously. The bubble was kind of screwy. Teams were showing up in different states of, you know, uh, affairs and chemistry. And Monty Williams and the Suns took that as an opportunity to really lay the groundwork and continue the building of, of a new culture. And this team's greatest strength, I, you know, uh, you, you're, you're hitting right on it, is I don't think people still quite understand this Suns team from a national level. It's organic team chemistry that is fueling this. You don't have to build a super team in the NBA anymore. you got to build a team, and the Suns are a team through thick and thin. And that's a large credit to Chris Paul's leadership. He was absolutely the final piece of this, and I don't even think you know most people close to the team envisioned it going this well this soon. But this team is the number one change in Armani Williams is gone was the dysfunction of Igor Kokoshkov, Earl Watson, Jeff Hornacek, Jay Triano. Gone was the dysfunction of different leaders. It was all Monty Williams and James Jones creating a culture, and the Suns are reaping the benefits right now. Yeah, and, and, and they've obviously drafted well as well, you know. Um, they, they, they've drafted well as well, and uh, to, to do it, uh, and when Cameron Payne got hurt, that, that changed this series. I mean, he was playing so well when Chris Paul was out. Uh, that changed them. In, in terms of last night, outside of Chris Paul's otherworldly performance, what else did you see that Monty was able to pull off? Well, I think the, the, the top thing that it goes under the radar from last night specifically is Jay Crowder. Um, as Jay Crowder has gone in this NBA playoffs from three-point land, so have the Suns gone. He shot 60%-plus from three-point land in a four-game sweep of the Nuggets. His worst stretch of the postseason came in those three games where they found themselves trailing the Lakers and staring at their own season's end. And when he shoots well, when they struggled against the Clippers, he had seven combined points in games four and five. And last night he got into some foul trouble and he committed some of those Jay Crowder fouls where you kind of roll your eyes. He's, they're not really hard fouls, but they're, he's just, he, he lets his emotions get the best of him in a non productive way. But um, he hit big shot. Second shot of the game was a Jay Crowder three. He hits that first shot. It almost always means he's going to have a productive night. And then after sitting with eight minutes left in the third quarter with his fourth foul, came in later in the game and hit his first three off the bench. So um, anyone can do a campaign. You're absolutely right. Led this team to a 2-0 series lead in many ways. And then stepped aside as other big names filled in. And, and I thought last night Jay Crowder was sort of the underrated MVP of the game. Who do they match up better with? Um, the Bucks. You know, uh, the, the Hawks have a lot of Suns in them. Uh, I think the biggest difference is the Suns have Chris Paul and the Hawks don't. Now, they got Trey Young when he's healthy, and that, that's incredible, and we've all enjoyed watching that, but it's not Chris Paul point guard, and I don't think the Suns want anything to do with that Hawks energy. I mean, they're... They're loose. They're carefree. You know, the Bucks are interesting from a matchup standpoint and from just, you know, I don't know if you felt this way, Doug, watching them, but they don't seem to be enjoying them. And I'm obviously talking before Giannis. They don't seem to be, like, relishing this opportunity. It feels like a grind. It feels like an obligation. And I think the Hawks play with that same sort of energy and vibe that the Suns do. And then you take Giannis 
on or you know not on the roster or being able to play. DeAndre Ayton's one of the few human beings on planet Earth that has the physical skills to kind of match up with the Greek retreat. We've seen this in regular season matchups as early as his rookie year when the Suns went 2-0, and and it was like two of 19 wins that season were against the Milwaukee Bucks because EA is, is kind of the perfect foil for Giannis. And so um, you take Giannis out of that mix, I think there's maybe three bucket getters for that entire Bucks team, and they're obviously hard-nosed, and, and they've shown resiliency, but... I mean, here in Phoenix, it's it's bring on the Bucks. Um, wh- how, how much pushback is there in the Valley over the, hey man, it's great, but Lakers were hurt. Hey, it's great, but Jamal Murray was hurt. Hey, it's great, but the Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard, let alone Zubac and Ibaka. How much how much pushback is there going to be over what is our realistic statements? But it doesn't take away from the fact they've won these games. Yeah, I don't think there's any here locally. Listen, they beat LeBron James in the first round. They beat the reigning NBA MVP in the second round. And then they beat the team that knocked off the top seed in the West in the Western Conference Finals. And there's a lot more context of those matchups. But this isn't the Suns just walking over a bunch of dead bodies on the way to the NBA Finals. I mean, there was there was real – LeBron was, was on the court. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't, but LeBron was. That counts. Jokic was on the court. And he's the MVP, and the Nuggets had actually – played better after, you know, Jamal Murray went down. And that obviously didn't play out in the playoffs. So I think, listen, from an experience and from a fan perspective, no one cares about that. Obviously, there'll be times. No one, no one here is making the case that this Phoenix Suns team is an all-time great potential NBA team. No one would make the case, should they win the championship, that this is an all-time great Suns team. We understand the place in history the Suns might be fortunate enough to occupy, And that's just fine by Phoenix because we have had, out of four major sports, Doug, 134 seasons. And this is just the fifth time ever this city has competed for a championship in any of those four four major sports. And there's only one at once in 2001 with the Arizona Diamondbacks when we basically borrowed players from every other major league team to ride out a dominant Randy Johnson performance in Game 7 of the Yankees. But this doesn't happen, and this is... One of the singular most transformative teams and moments in Phoenix sports that might fight actually, you know, grab some roots and grow them uh, for a sports community here in Phoenix that's largely transient. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's like it's kind of like L.A. was when I was a kid in terms of right. Like, I mean, and you you know this when before the Cardinals got got good with Kurt Warner, Cardinals games were more Dallas. They played oh, Dallas yeah. Cowboys and they would be Dallas Cowboys home games. Even recently. Even recently, the Suns games, when the Lakers would play there, everybody wore Kobe jerseys, right? Like, it was really weird. And the Suns had been good. Several different incarnations of of not just Barkley, but obviously the Steve Nash. Like, they'd had different runs. I mean, you go all the way back to John McLeod when the the greatest game ever played in NBA history. Like, the Suns have been good, but, you know, it, it, it was... LA, LA East, that's what it kind of was, or Dallas West. I mean, and to have your own team and many of these players be ones that you drafted, I do think makes it even more special. Yeah, I call it, you know, the great conversion is happening where so many people move here and they're, they're like, yeah, I follow the Suns, but I'm a fan of insert some other team that they'll either grew up with or justify rooting for because they were on when they were kids. This is a team that has a chance to convert Phoenix sports fans in a way that not even the Cardinals have, other than that Bruce Arians run in 
Super Bowl run. And by the way, even when the Suns were good, Doug, like 93, there was an inevitability. You're facing Jordan. And in the seven seconds or less, there was, I think, mostly an acceptance, even by Suns fans, that like it just wasn't the right time for that team to, to transform the NBA. This feels right. The timing is right. This team is right. And it's nothing but uh, sheer joy. And we'll sort through the legacy talk and, and you know, where this championship ranks. It's the weirdest championship. I think we're all self-aware enough to realize, like, nobody would have scripted this, but we'll take it. Definitely take it. You do not have to give it back. You do not have to make any apologies <laughs> uh, for, for finding a way. To, and, and to Chris Paul to have an otherworldly performance was was uh, was was pretty amazing, Jody. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy. We'll talk to you as the finals get underway. Hey, Doug. Can I can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. If the Suns win a championship, will you chug with the fellas? Will you chug with the fellas if the Suns win the NBA title? Sure. Why not? I, I love. I mean, Frank the Tank went. I mean, like he didn't really need to be thirsty. But also, Frank went to Wisconsin. It's not really. That's not really a fair right. fight. Right? right. I'm gonna hold you to it. We're gonna chug with the fellas, and we'll do it if the Suns win. Okay, now is it is it beer? Is it cold beer? Like what is it? What is the the chugging you of choice? Beer, you know? it's 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 a beer in a glass. You choose, and you pound it as fast as you can. You put up a video oh, yeah. and you tag it. Hashtag chugging with the fellas. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a Mexican beer guy, so we got to figure out which one. You know, Modelo Especial probably would be the easy one. Maybe a little Dos Equis, but yes, I'm in. Jody, I'm in. Love it. Love it. Thanks, Jody. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's check in with John Hollinger, who joins us from The Athletic. Used to be part of the Grizzlies front office. Um, Look, one of the things that allowed you to rise to prominence was your belief, your embrace of analytics. And I could be wrong, but... Chris Paul is a guy who is, I know he hit seven threes last night, but he's a guy who's a mid-range pull-up jump shooter, right? He's a pass-first point guard. He's not somebody that analytics necessarily loves as much as some other players. Is that a, am, am I misspeaking? The, uh, the, the analytics actually loved him going way back. Like, even to all the Chris Paul versus Darren Williams debates, like, Chris Paul smoked him on the, on the analytics. What's interesting, he hasn't been a guy who shot a lot of threes, which is true, uh, but he's one of the few guys who is good enough from the mid-range that the math doesn't hurt him. Um, and so it, overall, like, you know, whether it's my player efficiency rating or some of the other, uh, you know, alphabet soup numbers that are out there, he's always rated really well. It Does, does this change anyone's perspective on the, the true point guard? And, and look, a true point guard doesn't necessarily drop 41, but traditionally, you know, he's like a 16, 15 to 18 a game, 10 to 12 assists a game guy. He's not the, he, he's not Trey. He's not Steph. Uh, he's not one of these guys that, that he plays well when he puts up 30, 35 a, a night. Does this change people's perception on what they're looking for to run their team? Or is he just an outlier in the way the game is going? I think he's a little bit of an outlier. First of all, even though he's quite small for a point guard, he's awesome at defense. And like even beyond just being a pest for steals, like it's really hard to post him up. He's 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 a really good help defender. His teams have always been uh, 
like each time he's changed teams, his new team has massively improved at the defensive end. So I think that's one of the subtle things that's really rare for a small guard like that. Uh, and I mean, I mean, he's just a little bit one of a kind and just that, you know, he has this sort of wacky genius for foul drawing that is maddening at times, you know, the things he does with the rip move and the bonus and the, the flopping, like even last night to get the technical foul on, on DeMarcus Cousins, right? Uh, but, you know, there's all these just these little things, these little edges, and and they just add up and add up, and they just make him such an impactful player even when he's not scoring a ton of points. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Is he the story of last night? Or, like, when, when you watch, what should the story of this dramatic turnaround of the Phoenix Suns be? It's a lot of things, but I think Chris Paul was at the centerpiece because, I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. I know they had the 8-0 run in the bubble, but that, that team did not make the playoffs or even the, you know, even the play-in that they added at the end. And then all of a sudden you add Chris Paul and you're in the NBA Finals and you're going to have home court advantage and probably be a heavy favorite in the NBA Finals. So to me, to me the story is about Chris Paul and really him – you know, this is the one thing that was missing from his resume as an all-time great was getting to the finals and winning a championship. And now he's at least in the finals. Let's see if he does the final step of that. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. The Paul George thing was really weird. He was okay last night. He wasn't great in the first half. Second half, he scored some, but it, it didn't matter. I mean, too much Chris Paul. And and I, I just thought the longer this thing went, the more it was inevitability because... Like, look, you're depleted three of your rotation guys in your best player. You're not beating the Suns. We're really good and kind of figured him out on some level. Um, but Paul George had these, you know, game two, he didn't play all that well. Then he was finishing strong. and He kept him in the game and they got the lead, but then he missed the two free throws and it was the Valley Oop. Game three, he was very good. They win. Game four, he was not. Five of 20 from the game five, he was spectacular. Um, where are we on Paul George as some people chastise others over the critique of when he doesn't play well? Uh, I think he's a really good player who's maybe not quite a top 10 player in the league, and and that's what we saw. The other thing, though, I mean, he was running on fumes in this series to me. Sure. And because the Clippers had played every other day for a month and needed Paul George to play 40-plus minutes every one of those games at playoff intensity. And so he just never had a break for, for the, an entire month. And I think, you know, last night, to me, the Clippers were like the car at the end of the Blues Brothers, where it just, like, it just all just breaks down finally from everything it's been through. Uh, and that, that, to me, was just the fatigue just completely caught up to them last night. Yeah, I mean, fatigue makes cowards of, its, cowards of us all. All right, let's get to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis isn't going to play tonight. No structural damage, so it's probably going to be about pain, um, swelling. But also, you know, like, look, lingering in the back of some of these guys' minds, the Kevin Durant thing, right, where they, everybody thought he was okay, and then he, then he popped his Achilles tendon. How much do you think that affects when he returns? I, I do think it's probably lingering in the back of your mind. Like, even if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, you just had this guy sign a five-year extension. Like, you, you kind of like to make sure he gets through it in one piece. On the other hand, this is this may be the best shot you'll ever have to win a championship this year. I mean, with with the injuries that have happened, you know, the the Nets lost two of their big three. There's no Kawhi coming out of the West. 
there's no LeBron. And so, I, I mean, respect to Phoenix, they're an excellent team. But I think if you're Milwaukee, you look at that finals matchup and you say, that's, you know, that that's better than maybe some of the other matchups we could have had if we're at full strength. The, the hard part to know, like you say, is what, what kind of condition is Giannis really going to be in, especially because he's not a skill player, right? He depends a lot on his being the most athletic guy on the floor to do his damage. So if he goes out there and he's not, then what is he able to give Milwaukee? Okay, then you have Milwaukee. Look, we've seen other teams. You know, it's the old when the, when the, when the cat's away, the mice shall play, right? We see Trey Young's out, and Atlanta moves the ball and plays differently, and frankly, better, much better defensively, even with Lou Williams out there. Uh, we, we've seen, you know, the Clippers have some great games without Kawhi Leonard. We've seen the Suns go 2-0 in this past series without Chris Paul. So it can be done, but this is a team really built around one guy. And then they go small. They don't have DiVincenzo. So, you know, now all of a sudden you're digging deeper into your bench. Do you think they can win a game or two games if they don't have him? I think they can win one. I, I, I'm not sure if they can get two, but I think they can get one. Uh, I think they can kind of ride the wave of the crowd or whatever tonight. And they've, they've in the past, been able to play effectively with Giannis off the floor. They just play through Middleton. They're able to play five out uh, and open the floor up more, and so it creates some stuff for them offensively, and they're able to take advantage of it. Now, where it gets really hard is, as you point out, this wasn't a deep team to begin with. You subtract two starters. Now, like, Pat Connaughton is a guy you're counting on. I mean, Bryn Forbes and Bobby Portis are like your two guys off the bench now. And after that, you're, you're really getting into some, you know, some guys you probably don't want playing in a conference finals game. Let's put it that way. And so that's where I think it gets hard for Milwaukee. But can they, can they for one night, you know, throw, throw Atlanta off kilter kind of the way the Hawks did last game? Yeah, I think they're capable of that. Um, Jason Kidd in Dallas. Now, look, Jason Kidd was a great player. Um, and he was a tremendous one of the one of the great point guards in the history of the NBA. And his most successful stint was in Dallas, where they won an NBA championship. But as a coach, it's kind of a disaster, right? Um, why why are people convinced that that's going to work? I'm not totally sure um, because yeah, it didn't go well in Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Uh, the I mean, the Bucks massively improved the year after he was gone. Um, you know, I think he's learned some things from what happened in those places. Uh, so maybe he can be better because of that. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, I share your skepticism. I, I think it was a little bit of will, uh, wishful thinking on, on Dallas's part. And, I mean, they had one of the best coaches in the league uh, before, too, with Rick Carlisle. So, like, the, the bar is pretty high just to get to parity with what they had last year, right? So this is an interesting situation in Dallas. Well, you have a, a GM. Who, I know Nico. He's great. Everybody loves him, but he's got zero experience, right? You got it, and then you have, you have a coach who hasn't had any successful experience, and a GM who has no experience, and then and then Cuban seems tied to this you know, former gambler dude uh, in terms of analytics, and it just it it just I, maybe it works. I, I don't know. It's maybe. it's a it's a interesting situation in there in Dallas for sure and 
they have some hard decisions to make, you know, as they try to build that team around Luca. I think they thought they had their second star in Porzingis, and now it's apparent that they don't. And so what, what do they do now? What do you believe Portland's going to do? Well, that, that's going to get really interesting. You know, what, what does Dame, Damian Lillard really, really want? Is he trying to just put pressure on these guys to improve the team now, or is he actually like – does he actually really want to be traded? Is just fumbling with how to do it and doesn't doesn't know how to do it in a way that that seems I don't know publicly acceptable, um, or or is he or is he really just trying to make sure that they go all in for for this year because he knows he's getting toward the tail end of his prime. They don't have a lot of cards to play there either. Uh, I mean, they're basically into the tax already. Uh, they don't have their first round pick this year. So it's going to be interesting to see if they they put future first-round picks on the table, do something with, like, Derek Jones Jr., maybe even do something with C.J. McCollum, and reshuffle the deck there somehow. But they are in a, in a bad way there, not necessarily in terms of the talent they have, but in terms of the – like, they're under a lot of pressure, I think, to win this year, or Lillard, I think, definitely will ask for a trade. And then if he's gone, where are they? Um, okay, so the same question really with Kawhi. Can you see a scenario? I mean, I can see him opting out and re-upping. Can you see him opting out and moving moving somewhere else? That still seems hugely unlikely to me. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Miami, Dallas are going to, you know, make the calls. I'm sure Toronto's going to see it. Hey, would you be willing to come back? <laughs> you know, but I, I can't. I can't see him leaving the situation that he specifically chose and honestly that he could look at and say, if I was healthy, we probably would have won the championship or at least had a decent shot at it. So I'd, I'd be really surprised if he ends up walking away from there. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio, Ben Simmons. Is he in Philadelphia next year? I can't see that happening. I mean, from the, from the moment he turned down that dunk, the first thought in my head was like, there is no way they can bring this guy back next year. Uh, I, I think they just have to they've, – they've walked the full mile with this Embiid-Simmons partnership, gone through two deep playoff runs with them, and they see it just – it doesn't – they don't uh, lift each other up in the postseason. Like, they, they get in each other's way more than they help each other. So I think they have to try to turn that Simmons piece into, a, into something that fits better with Joel Embiid. I tend to agree with you. I completely agree with you. I just don't know how that looks and where you send him and and, and how yeah. it all. What, and, and, it's and, easy and to say it. trade the guy. It's hard to say what the trade is and find the team that will accept it. Yeah. The devil's always in the details. Does Brooklyn run it back with those three? Boy, I sure think so. I mean, they got to think they would have won the title if, they, if they'd kept even two of them healthy. I tend to agree with you. I do. Um I think there's going to be more change with the Lakers, obviously not with the big two, but with the rest of that team than there will be with Brooklyn. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Lakers are going to try to do a lot of stuff. The problem is they don't have a lot of cards to play in terms of assets. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how creative they can be with kind of a limited amount because they already gave up a bunch of draft capital in the Anthony Davis deal. Uh, They don't have a lot of, like, young players to put in deals. Their best young player is a free agent, so they got to worry about just keeping him, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. So they have a really interesting offseason ahead, and I think it's going to be a real challenge for them because it's not like, you know, the last 
few off seasons where it's just like, oh, LeBron wants to come here. Oh, Anthony Davis wants to come here. Now, it, now they actually have to do some stuff. So it's right. going to be a challenge. John, great stuff, man. Enjoy tonight. Bucks, Hawks. You got a pick for me? I think the Bucks are going to pull this out. I, I just have a sneaking suspicion. Like they, they've they've been able to get in a pretty good vibe in the non-Giannis games over the last couple of years. Like, I just have a feeling they're going to pull this one out. I, I agree with you. I'm giving away my pick early. I, I agree with you. John <laughs> Hollinger writes for The Athletic, uh, used to be in the front office with the Memphis Grizzlies, does a great job. John, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the hoops. Thanks for having me on the show, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.